Welcome to the Too Much Dip Podcast. My name is Dave, and I will be your host today. Helping me out with hosting duties, it's my co-host, live in studio, by way of Austin, Texas, Dylan Shivery. Hello, David. Quite the intro. Happy to be here. KJ, good to see your handsome face, too, on the screen as we endure uh, Rangers sliding season. Skidding. They're losing a lot of games. That's all. Was um, not a good uh, June or start to July. It wasn't. A lot, of, a lot of season left, though, Dave. Anyway. Yeah, actually half of it. Yeah. So, <laughs> pretty dope. Pretty dope. Yep, yep. Let's introduce the guy that Dylan kind of intro, but more just kind of complimented him as well. It's KJ, live from uh, a dehumidified basement in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, thank you, David. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, allow me to be the first to unofficially say uh, happy birthday to someone near and dear to me. Uh, someone I'm quite fond of, I love with my whole entire heart, and that is Dippy. Uh, as every year around this time, I'm reminded that uh, we, we've done this yet for another year, so Dippy is now three years old, um, as is my son Kai. So complete coincidence, uh, but shouts to, uh, shouts to the little man. Well, guess what? Here's some other celeb birthdays today. <laughs> including, if you're ready, Bad Bish, Bad Bish Lily, TikTok star, Mason Thames, movie actor, and Sofia Vergara, 51. I'll take that. Look at pretty good. Bad Bish Lily. Bad Bish Alert. That's her name. She doesn't I don't know much about her. She doesn't look so bad. Which one? Can we leverage oh, AI tools to give them better filters on like the word celebrity when they pull those ba- uh, birthday lists? <laughs> oh, KJ, Nick, Nikola Tesla was born on this day, 1856. NBA champion. That's <laughs> Yeah. Also, Antonio Brown, not going great for him. I'm not really sure what's <clears throat> going on there. We've kind of avoided that. But um, one thing we're not going to avoid, and that's plugging our Soshis. Wow. Follow Too Much Dip on Instagram. Follow Too Much Dip on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram, at DC Ruff, at D Carter Ruff on Twitter. Who else? You can hit me at D Shivery on Instagram and Twitter, four E's. Also C-H. You should probably just spell it out. C-H-E-V-E-R-E-R-E. There you go. And KJ, explain uh, your, your totally easy-to-know handle. KJ Ellis with ones as the L's. Uh, add a little layer of ambigu- ambiguity. And how about this? I went up all of you, uh, and here in mid-July 2023, I say follow us on threads. Too oh, yeah. much dip podcast on threads, if you will. Would love the content, to see the... Uh... You know, we'll, we'll get it there, but, you know, follow first, and it'll warrant our time. I don't know if our social guy has threads in his um, whatever, his social deck. But we need to talk to him about that because we should be posting on there. I honestly haven't looked at it in a couple of days on either account, <laughs> like my personal or too much tip or washed. So I don't know. I've, I've kind of it's weird. It's like, yeah, dude, threads. Awesome. And I'm still fucking around on Twitter pretty heavy. I can't do Twitter and threads in tandem. Once one of uh-huh. them is dead, I will move to the other one and then I'll forget about the, you know, the, the one that's dying. Yeah. But until then, I, I can't. I can't operate on two at a time. It, it takes a lot. It is too much. It's too much. Um, 
Are we team Britney or team Wimby? <laughs> Can we, we we can't be team both? Go explain why you're team both. Go ahead. Um well I've always been a big Britney guy. It's Britney bitch. She was a former love of my life. Um and she's you know, she's kind of going through a lot, Dave. Had some tough times. And of course I'm a Wimby guy because I'm a Spurs guy. And he it's not like he smacked her. He didn't do anything. Is he straight up on bust watch? Did you see his okay. game last okay. night? It's fine. It was really good. KJ, you're a guy who's usually on bust watch. What do you think? Well, when we're talking Brittany, how could I not be? Um <laughs> first and foremost. <laughs> I uh I love the modern day news cycle. Um and it's predictability. And I don't even mean like my willingness to hope somebody gets kin boned three days after like rising to fame. Uh, who was that? Uh, can you remember his name? What's a uh, block stone? That, What's the golf Block? guy? Oh, I thought you meant bad bitch Lily. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking about Michael the Block, guy. the original block party. Yes, exactly. Um, but in this case, we have like a legitimate pop star icon and like a certified rising superstar. The, the uh, most hyped draft cross. pick since LeBron. <laughs> mm-hmm. And their paths cross. And then you add in like the layer of he's French. It's in Vegas, um, which for me, it does a little bit of something. Uh, and there's 5,000 cameras and, you know, people watching the event happen. So shouts to TMZ for like within 24 hours, we had full video of this and I've got to say, uh, everybody was right. Except for Brittany didn't get backhanded. She kind of hit her own face <laughs> blocking a backhand. <laughs> it seemed to appear not, or not getting to, her hand swatted off of him. Not to defend the security detail here, but did he even see what he was doing? It looked like he just did it behind his back and just kind of, he was moving. Like I, assume, I what I imagine. I didn't see any other angles. We need to zapruder this thing. He was move. He was throwing her hand back. She was gra- reaching out, grabbing him, and he kind of like went to throw her hand off. And I guess he, and he was definitely not looking. Yeah, he wasn't looking. He's so. looking straight ahead. Yeah, uh, maybe a. a it was not ag- gentle about it at all. Maybe a tad <laughs> aggressive, but you don't. You can't assume that the person reaching for your guy is uh, a famous pop or a famous pop star. So. Yeah. The, the guy, he didn't look like a a young guy. He looked like an old guy who may or may not know. I mean, he's, he's heard of Britney Spears. He wasn't but even was looking. He, yeah, he, there, there you go. Brings well, me to my next question. Go ahead, KJ, sorry. Before we get to the, the knowing Britney, I would say also um, I completely lost my train of thought. Uh, like It's going to come back to me here in a moment. But the being in Vegas part of this, like – or no, 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 that's not what I was going to get to. Brittany, of all people, has likely been in this very same scenario a million times. Yeah. Like, has been surrounded by, you know, swaths of security and probably still is, especially in Vegas. Like, she should know better. Well, did she? I don't know. I've seen the fallout. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just keep it oh, uh, down the middle just to avoid the wrath of uh, Britney Twitter, as Wemby has now learned, <laughs> after one uh, mediocre game. Now they're just posting highlights of him just falling and missing free throws, <laughs> which 
is kind of a funny a funny turn here. Uh, I'm curious if because people were posting photos of Brittany like grew up playing basketball in some capacity in Louisiana. I, I'm wondering if she was familiar with his game or if she owes him an apology. Who do you think is <laughs> like more likely to know the other? That's a really tough one. Eighteen uh, year old French kid. You got to remember, like his first thirteen years, she was under lock and key, under conservatorship. Maybe I guess maybe his first sixteen years of his life, and so present on the internet, present as a name. But he's heard. I mean, my guess is he's heard the name, but like wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup because why? Why would he know who she is? I mean, eighteen years old, a Frenchman. She's. Yes. She hasn't been relevant in a very long time, Ooh. musically anyway. Ooh. I mean, not not to be rude. You're saying that you're saying that she doesn't have any new bops. She, I, she doesn't have any new bops. No. Um, this reminds me. This is not a completely great comparison, but uh, this last year, the NBA is fun for a lot of reasons. But Howard Stern came under some fire for uh, some mm-hmm. comments he made about how when he sat courtside or that. I believe his quote was none of the the young black guys knew who he was. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, like you're you're Howard Stern, your demographic cuts off somewhere, man. Um I would think more people would know Britney Spears. Uh, an 18-year-old's more likely to know Britney Spears than fucking 60-something Howard Stern. Uh probably so. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, I would say that even as popular as he is, He's radio based. Like I know Howard Stern fairly well, and I probably only see his face once a year. You know, yeah. like I'm not watching unless you know I'm not a uh, a daily fan. Like I'm not watching him on YouTube. So just in casual knowledge, you don't see him that often. Randy, I'll put you on the spot. Are you familiar with uh, the singer Shade? 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 Mm, I don't think so. No. <laughs> okay, so I, I'm you know. Maybe not a one-to-one example, but I'm just saying like solving for international star age discrepancy and like popularity at their like height shot of smooth operator fame, or as my son will say, smoothie operator, um, nice. you know, not as, uh, you know, I, I, I like, I understand when young kids don't know everybody you know, see Bob Lilly, if you will. Um, but whatever, unfortunate, glad that, uh, we were able to move past it. Did you meet Bob Lilly and not know it was him? No, no, no. I just feel like the concept that everybody in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I feel like, believes that Bob Lilly, a.k.a., I guess, Mr. Cowboy, question mark, the first cowboy ever drafted, is like somebody everybody should know if they grew up knowing the Cowboys. Mr. Cowboy. Because why? Any relation to Bad Bish Lilly? Yeah, it's her daddy. Grandpa, actually. Eli's cousin. He's 83. It wouldn't be her dad. He had her at 61 is when he impregnated the young lady. Uh, oh, TCU, too. Interesting. Bob Lilly, of course, a uh, defensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Played for 14 seasons. Okay. Well, obviously. Hall of Famer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Understand? I, I certainly do. Yes. Uh, speaking of bad bitches, we got to go to MLB. We're at the All Star break. And, um, uh, Let's just say that the only podcast with the guts to have someone that they absolutely know is going to become an all-star on their show before it happens, it's us. Because guess what? Brent Rooker 
of the Oakland Athletics. The Oakland A's, Dylan. Allow me to be the first to congratulate our good friend of the show, Brent Rooker, on uh, the All-Star nod. That's uh, quite an accomplishment. Very humble young man who we had on here before the season started, and he was talking about making the roster and kind of just in happy-to-be-here mode, you know, and now he's a freaking All-Star. He's got 17 home runs at the break, I want to say. 18 maybe, I think it's 17. I don't know about you, but I've lost track. Did you see the one he hit in Boston yesterday? Was it a Clablamo? He absolutely whizzed. Did on Jared uh, Carabas all caps po like post the video and just have like a a caption about it? It was like hit the tits off of this fucker. He doesn't tweet like that, but he does it. He does. He'll post. He'll post some bombs on there. He freaking whizzed on it. You, it's worth. A, it's worth a, a search and, and a watch. It's a. It, it was a shot. He hit two in that series. Bombs at Fenway are fun. Yeah, that's got to be the most fun hitting park, right? Yeah, it hit. It hit off of the. You know the sign, San Fran. the sign above the green monster. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it, it had been more to the left or the right. It would have cleared. It would have gone out of the ballpark, but it hit that sign and bounced back. But it was a, it was a shot. KJ, so, what did you say? I would throw in San Fran as uh, what would come to mind for funnest, yeah. most fun places to hit bombs, just because the whole kayak scene out there in the bay. Nice. Be careful out there in the bay on those kayaks now with the orcas doing what they're doing. Did you ever think about that? I haven't yet. What if the orcas start just sniping balls? Like there's, you know, kayak guys like Ooh, going all hard trying to get it, and this orca just comes up, flips his shit, takes the ball. Yeah, uh, I gotta think that's probably not in play. But you ever seen when the orcas use their tail and flip up a seal, and it goes like forty feet in the air? Dude, that shit's sick. What if they did that with a baseball, and it goes back <laughs> in the stadium? Like you know, like when they say throw it back, throw it back. You catch the opposing team's home run. What if what if the orca did that? Would that not be pretty it's sick? Mookie Betts. That would be very it's sick. It's Mookie Betts Homer. Yeah. They need to want it. They flip it like, get it out of here. They do it for some reason with a, a Brooklyn accent. Yeah, get it. <laughs> it's very confusing. Uh, two minutes. I'm glad show. we didn't attempt to say a Fran accent. That would not have gone well for any of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well for the Texas Rangers. Hey. Still two games guy. up. Still two games Still up. Still two games up. That's like a good first half. Would like to thank the, the Mariners. Way ahead of projections. Pretty stoked for the Mariners to uh, go into Houston and take three of four. Because otherwise, oof. A lot of goodwill lost if you blow that lead before the season's over. Like, I, I would imagine that there's a good portion of the Texas Rangers fan base that's like, you know what, we're probably not going to win this division. Astros just have been doing it for too long, last few years, and uh, have the pedigree. But we're gonna win. We're gonna, you know we still have like a ninety six percent chance at the playoffs. Wild card's gonna happen. That being said, that was not fun. It was not a fun way to end it. But we do have six all stars, so that's cool. All star break comes at a good time. Good chance to reset. Give all the guys who aren't playing the game a few days off there. Uh, and let's get back after a second half, Dave. Yeah, I was wondering if the Astros kind of broke the Rangers there. That series in Arlington, they took three or four and talked a lot of shit on the way out of town. Didn't like that. Did they? What's that? that oh, yes. That dork Tucker. Uh, what's his first name? Tucker Max. No. Ross know. Tucker. Some, some just corny. Uh, anyway, he talked, he talked a little shit. I think, I think he called the Rangers their little brother or some shit like that. Ooh. Dang, dude. Yeah. Well, I hope we're able to rebound from that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see about it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, man. Uh, did you see who we drafted yesterday with the fourth pick in the draft? Your boy. We had two two fellers from LSU go one and two. One and two. 
Who went three? I should know this. I should have looked this up before. Because the Rangers at four, Wyatt Langford of Florida. Um, an efficient, an efficient bat flipper, a guy with sick power, I think potentially the best bat in the draft. Um, that's pretty exciting that he was there because he was he was being talked about as a top three pick, maybe a first overall, but uh, local kid from since we're talking draft, local kid from Round Rock, Texas, which is just outside of Austin, uh, was picked with the first pick of the third round. He throws like 101 miles per hour as a high school kid. A lot of hope there from Texas fans that he would get drafted later and and actually show up to campus as he is a Texas commit. But I think he's going to chase the money and skip college baseball. Paul Skeens, skip. number one, the pitcher who uh, also absolute gas, and then Dylan Cruz, number two. Tigers took uh, – oh, high school kid. That's right, Max, Max Clark. Clark. I was kind of worried that we were going to end up – I say having to draft a, a Max Clark center fielder, which I'm sure he'll pan out to be fine. But um, I'm kind of in on the dude who just, you know, went to the College World Series, a um, little bit older, maybe not as much of a project in the minors. Who knows? But Wyatt Langford, um, shout out to the SEC. Jeez. Just means more. Can I bring our, uh, sorry, can I bring our attention briefly to the 20th pick overall, which I think is a pretty cool story as well. Uh, High school kid, 17 years old, uh, I believe youngest first round draft pick this year. uh, Arjun Namala is uh, out of Florida. uh, First generation American. His parents immigrated from India. Uh, He grew up playing cricket before getting into baseball basketball, and I believe soccer as well, um, but primarily focused on basketball and baseball before being completely all in on baseball. Shortstop, 6-1, good arm, can hit, strikes out a bit. All of this off the top of my head, I've been following this kid since you know junior high, just kind of throwing out some details I was fully uh-huh. aware of. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it's a tremendous story. Uh, you know, it's not as if you get too many – uh, MLB players of Indian descent in the big leagues, most recently. Uh, I won't say failed, but outcome pending. Uh, draft pick of the Rangers, Kumar Rocker, uh, being one, but I believe it was his grandparents who had immigrated, not his uh, parents. So, uh, pretty cool little story. Um, playing in a place like Toronto as an international player. Uh, if he turns out to be anything, I think uh, it will become quite profitable for both he and the Blue Jays. I feel like the ability, I feel like if you grew up playing cricket and baseball, I feel like those two things could complement each other very well because of the hand-eye and the speed of the game. Does that, does that job? I don't know how, how into cricket you've mm-hmm. been in your uh, day. I have never played cricket, and I, I do see what you're saying. It's, you know, the the swing, obviously a very different type of swing. Cricket is more upright like a golf swing would be, I guess, since you're like – basically getting it off the ground, but got to be some similarities somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, building for sure. Defense part. Definitely. Or yeah. the podcast is not afraid to make those comparisons. Like we'll put ourselves <laughs> out there. Like maybe we're wrong, but like we went down swinging before we move oh. on from baseball. I want to spend a couple minutes on Ellie De La Cruz. Sure. Oh, you yes. Guys, sure. You guys caught the highlight of him over the weekend. I, I was trying to think back. And if I could ever recall a player doing what he did on the base path, base paths, I can't. I'm not saying it's never been done before, but if it ha- if there has been done before, it's been a very long time, I would think. 
61, I believe, most recently. 1961? Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, if you missed it, uh, the, the young rookie in Cincinnati, Ellie De, De La Cruz, who's phenomenal, very tall, power hitting, very fast, uh, shortstop. Shortstop? Is that what he plays? What does he play? Is he on an mm -hmm. outfield? Mm-hmm. Shortstop. shortstop. He is uh, six five at shortstop. So he's uh, he's, he's on his hell, man. Like I said, he's very fast, very fast runner. He gets on first base, and in two pitches, he steals second base, then he steals third base, and then he steals home. And then he stole our hearts. And I, it was, it's <laughs> phenomenal. The guy is, and then he stole our hearts. The guy is phenomenal. Um, he's one of these guys that you like tune into just to watch play. Dude, I, with he's, his highlights, he's unbelievable. Okay, you know, I, I reference like highlights on baseball highlights on Twitter where it's like home runs, yay, home runs are great. <laughs> I love, I love seeing bombs. Who doesn't? We were looking at some before the show. Um, <laughs> But uh, Oppenheimer. <sighs> oh, okay, Oof. never mind. Uh, his highlight when he hits a TL, you keep <laughs> shot down on Twitter, not threads. Yeah, not on threads. You just keep going. Threads, uh, threads doesn't <laughs> got it. They need to. Yeah, threads is not for that. But on Twitter, like that's predominantly. You'll be surprised to learn that most of my Cincinnati Reds content comes from Twitter. I'm not. I'm not tuned in on the uh, league pass or whatever. Is watching the Reds, but this guy's a. Uh, must see TV. He is unbelievable. As an NL Central fan, uh, given that's where my Pirates and Brewers uh, do their work, uh, it's good to see that it's also paying off and wins as well. Um, Ellie De La Cruz was he was um, not challenged, but the bat he plays with has like an extra nub at the base of it. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't recall who they were playing against, but the other team complained. They had it looked at, and, and initially the umpire said, okay, you can't play with it. Then, whatever, New York calls in. They're like, yeah, he can't. It's legal. It's been checked out before. Very next at-bat, hits a homer with it, points at the bottom of the bat, yeah. <laughs> tosses it, yeah, and that runs little, bases. Like <laughs> a little nub down there basically serves as a counterweight. It can increase your uh, bat head speed. Centrifugal force. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could see why it would be outlawed, I, but if it's legal, I don't know why. Like it's not more prevalent. I, I don't know. I, I have I have questions myself about it. So. Not enough. Not enough people are talking about corked bats. Remember in Sammy so <laughs> was it Sosa who got busted with a corked bat? Yeah, the guy was a cheating scumbag. Dude, like that's so embarrassing. It is embarrassing. A corked bat is like potentially the most bush league way to get caught cheating. Oh, I forgot who it was. This was probably. 15 years ago, someone was using a corked bat. I think he was trying to get out of a slump. So he corked his bat. We've all been there. And he 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 broke it in one of the at-bats. That's who I'm, that's what I was thinking Sosa did. It wasn't Sosa did, but this another guy, this this oh. one like shattered. Oh, so no. he quickly ran around and picked up all the pieces of the bat to get it back to dugout before anyone noticed. Like that's like a bat boy's job, right? But he was like, fuck. And just went around like picking up all the pieces of the bat. And the umpire's like, wait, wait, wait. Slow down, buddy. Why are you so? Why are you scrambling to do this so quickly? And then they found uh, the bat. Found out that the bat was corked. So that's why. That's why major league teams should have the uh, the Labrador that runs out of the dugout. The, the dog bat boy, the bat I love, dog. I love those. Just for corked bat, like yeah, like just in case that happens, because yeah. no one's gonna like walk up and take the a bat out of the you know the golden retriever's mouth, right? do that you're just a yeah. dickhead when i was a kid we would take a uh just a regular aluminum bat but we take the top up there's a little plastic cap take that off and you'd uh 
you'd fill it with um, expanding foam, and you put that cap what? back on. Dude, never actually use it in a game. I swear, but we did it and, and just fucked around. With um, it, and there is a big difference. So, KJ, you know Big League Dreams up in Mansfield, the the sports mm-hmm. rec park where they you play football games, softball stadiums games. all look like. Uh, MLB stadiums, like yeah. they at least mock them up to look like regular. Stadiums. It is a it is a pretty sick uh, complex, but uh, I have friends who played in softball leagues, and they said, and these are like dudes who really just play beer league, like like Randy and Dylan play. Um, there was a dude who, out of the back of his truck, you could go pay him, and he would do what Dylan just said. I assume he would like <laughs> illegally modify your softball bat, which. I almost respect it because of how pathetic it is. Like, if that is, like, the highlight of your life, you're like, you know what, dude? It's Tuesday night. I'm going to go out there and hit some bombs tonight. Illegal bombs. I got to respect your hustle a little bit. But that is that is truly a low point of someone's life, right? If they're illegally modifying their softball bat for a, a yeah, that's, intramural that's- game or – yeah, that's a little sorry. But if you do it with a wood bat, like if you, if you get paid to play baseball, that is such a risk, man, because those things break all the time. And if it does and you get exposed, that's that's a, a major tarnish on your uh, your record there. But also you're going to get you know suspended and fined and all that shit. Yeah, not a smart play. Fully aware of uh, flag modification that goes on in flag football quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, it's not hard to find that uh, kind of uh, – mentality i, I won't it. name any names but likely somebody i'm related to um okay we've talked a lot of baseball but i do want to quickly acknowledge uh that the mlb what they've done this weekend i don't know it's not like i'm tuning in every single all-star break for everything they do but they're going all out this year with the mlb thing i've almost I can confidently say I remember when the MLB was like, hey, nobody's watching. How do we add like some interest in this? Okay, we'll give home field advantage to the team that wins the All-Star game. Mm. I thought it worked. I, you know, I thought it was a good decision. I guess they've scrapped that. They've gone to a full player draft now. Um, but everybody's still tuning in for one thing, I would say, and that's the home run derby, at least me. Uh, when they screw up the rules of how they do it, it's not fun. But the last few years, they've gotten it down. Uh, 2019 being most uh, recent of the current rules, or I guess when they changed the rules most recently, and they've started getting it right. When Pete Alonso and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. went head-to-head, Vlad Jr. hit 91 home runs in that home run derby. Uh, Ended up losing in the final round to Alonso. But the previous record in an entire home run derby was 61 home runs. Reminds uh, me of the, uh, the Josh Hamilton year. Where he went off in the mm. second, right before the yeah. finals, and ended up losing to a dude out of Minnesota. Man, I gotta say, I have to disagree with you, KJ. I hated the format where the All Star Game would determine who had home field advantage in the World Series. It because it was it sucked. Most people in that game like didn't get to play in the World Series, so didn't like, and it was just a, a meaningless exhibition game. I, the point of it obviously was to make the game more important yeah. to get more people to tune in. That part I understand. This is all because but, it ended in a tie. They called it a draw. Remember that the year like, it was like reason, a fourteen inning tie or some shit. They, yeah. they called it, and everybody yeah. got mad, and so they knee jerk reacting like, "All right, well, fuck but, it, put it. Let's make it uh, for the biggest." For that uh, game to determine who has home field advantage in the freaking World Series was just the dumbest thing of all time. I, I hated it. I so think much. I think 
to settle this, they should just play the World Series at Big League Dreams in Mansfield, Texas. <laughs> just a neutral site. Big Unless the Rangers dreams. are in it. New, uh, yeah, Big League Dreams. Big League Dreams. Yeah, look it up. It's it's quite the complex. It's it's very cool. Assuming they've kept up with it, it, it was a very cool concept when they started it. Uh, but yeah, last, last note on the Home Run Derby. Uh, Vlad and Alonzo will be back uh, tonight. Monday night, if we get this out before then, definitely watch. Or we'll talk about it next week. Um, but we'll we'll save it for next time we talk about the Home Run Derby because I think the concept of picking who's pitching to you in a Home Run Derby is just so insane to me. Like A lot of players go with their dads or bench coach or somebody who can keep it consistent. I think we've talked about that a little bit. And I'm like, just give them a pitching machine. Like... Nobody wants I want to, to get see out there that. and get fucked over by the Holger of baseball, Man. like screwing up my home run derby shot. Okay, you're, confusing reference, but I get it. Your pitcher can is it? It can be a total game changer, or it can actually yeah. wreck your. Do you chances. ever do you ever feel bad when they start missing that strike zone, and you're just like, oh, he's panicking. It's like they're, it's <laughs> the like their high ticking. school coach. But you get to pick. You get to pick who it is. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's on you, really. Um, you can't. They're never going to do a pitching machine. I know. But you just want that because they're, they're not brave enough. They're, okay. What if they tricked it up and they, you couldn't just have the, the pitching machine. Like they'd have to put like a, um, a costume or something over it. So it like not saying it has to look like a pitcher, but like, like think of like a mini golf hole that is like a giant clown that like spits the ball out. Think about that. I don't. I don't know why I'm imagining like the uh, Chuck E. Cheese performers. Just like up on a stage with the balls like flying out of one of their hands. I hate a hitching or hitting off of pitching machines. Oh, you can't. You I know. know. I get it. There's no arm. There's no arm to tell you exactly when the ball is going to get released. So you're just kind of waiting. This is. For it. They do this one. They hold it up. Yeah. And they put it in. You're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This oh, is man. big net all uh, all over this. You in the shrimping industry all over just selling more nets. That's what uh, pitching pitching. Uh, BP coaches are all about and more you get, net. You get your shithead friend in there behind the jugs machine who cranks it up to like 115. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> you get smoked. Do they ever, does a pitching machine ever fail and like fire one off at you? I feel like it's pretty consistent. It's I, pretty consistent in like a, a little zone. It's not going to just, it's not going to go at you unless someone points it at you, which can also happen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, who we got? Oh, we got a. Oh yeah, Adolis is uh, in the home run derby tonight. A little uh, little Ranger action. You can't get Brent Rooker in there. What's, what's going on? No, I I feel like the same way about any. Whenever there's a Ranger in there, I don't know if the stats back it up, but I'm just I'm like, man, I don't really want my. We're in the middle of like a pennant race. I don't want the player I like that's on my team. I don't really want them out there hitting 91 home runs. 91 I'm home before runs before the trade deadline. Before the trade deadline. Think about Good point. It. Just want my boy Brent to get some uh, some exposure, you know. He is. Look at this show. He's so cool. Hundreds of people are going to hear his name because of this show. Wow. See him in Atlanta. What's next? Ah, great opportunity to talk about our good friends at Gooder. G O O D R. We're talking stylish, sunny, starting at only $25 a pair. Yes, lightweight and comfortable sunglasses. And Dylan, 100% polarized. They're nice, man. You know, I've been rocking mine at DC Rough on Instagram when I was uh, in the pool over the 4th. 
I was rocking my gooders. I wore mine at Klein's wedding. Everybody you did. Outside. You did. It was hot and I you was, were good. I was goodered up, Dave. You were goodered up. Stylish, a ton of cool colors, a kind of ton of cool styles. If you're active or you run, they don't slip or bounce. Can confirm that. Uh, not because I do a lot of uh, activity or running outside, but because I had to chase my kid down the sidewalk recently. Um, scooters are cool, man. They're cool until your kid gets like very, very confident on them. Easy to clean, 100% polarized, and again, only $25. Lightweight, love how comfortable they are to wear all day. Because they're so affordable, I don't have to really worry about losing or breaking them. Yeah, I don't want to break them. I don't want to lose them. But if I do, it's not the end of the world. I'm not thinking, it's not keeping me up at night that I just lost a pair of sunglasses that, you know, set me back a few. Good peace of mind. 25 dude. bucks, man. A one-year warranty, 30-day free returns, 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and... KJ Gooder is a 100% carbon neutral company, a and uh, plus one percent for the planet. How does that make you feel, KJ? Uh, you were asking how, what their footprint was like, and I was like, you can't see it. They don't have one. All neutral. Love it. Yeah, you, you can confirm that conversation was had recently. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving too much dip listeners free shipping on your first order. That's Gooder.com slash dip. So go to gooder.com slash dip and use code dip to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash dip and use code dip to get free shipping. That's G-O-O-D-R.com slash dip. Use code dip. <laughs> Gotta talk flash mobs. <laughs> Yeah. I hadn't thought about the concept of a flash mob in at least you know why? two to three years. Because they haven't been a thing for several years. So when they told us that live was going to be golf but louder, we didn't necessarily <laughs> believe them. But they proved us wrong because they're doing flash mobs. Actually, they should change it to golf but cooler because there's nothing cooler than a flash mob. When does live get rolled into the whole PGA Tour umbrella thing? Like when is it going to – Dissolve, Dylan. I got a, I got some bad news. This thing is about to draw the fuck out. I don't, this is going to be the biggest beating that we cannot cover every week because it's just. Because I was going to say, if they're on the way out, like fuck it, let's just let's just do whatever we want. <laughs> let's get Hillary on there doing a mannequin challenge. Yeah, let's go double middle fingers on the way out and just embarrass ourselves. Um, but yeah, flash mobs are so even when they were cool, they were. They were lame and corny. How many have you done? Because you used to do them quite a bit back a few years ago. If I had, if my best friend in the world came up to me and he was, and let's say this was height of flash mob mania, which was, I don't know, 2012. I don't remember when, when this was all going down. 2011. Hey man, I really want you to, like I got, we, there's this group, we're doing this flash mob. It's at the mall and uh, we think we want, we need, we need bodies. So you want to hop in there with us. I would never talk to that best friend again. That would, that would be the end of our... That would end the friendship. That would end our friendship. I feel like uh, street takeovers are the new flash mob where you just... Everybody shows up and just does donuts and inevitably some some kid walks out and just gets smoked. But everybody's got it on camera and instead yeah. of like helping him up, they run over and just put their camera in his face like, dude, you just dislocated your hip. A good rule of thumb, I've always, I've always gone by it and served me well up until now, is that when a car's doing donuts, don't walk up to it. Yeah. Because you, you probably will get hit by the car, and you're not going to win that battle. Yeah. Facts. So. Fair. 
Um, KJ, you had truck nuts once. Did you do any donuts? Drag those fuckers. Uh, I was doing nothing but hitting every speed bump I could I could find. And they mysteriously uh, flew off, man. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, can I? The can flash I give mob brought me back to uh, um, the fact that I believe it was ABC, a large media company here in the United States, decided how about we invest millions of dollars to hiring Howie Mandel, Howie Mandel to uh, host the show mobbed <laughs> where they didn't do anything but plan and film flash mobs in 2011. Well, I, I uh, cannot tell you how bad that sucks. That sucks. <laughs> That's a, that is a, there's been some low points in American culture the last 30 years. A lot of them. That's, that's one. Maybe the lowest. Mary F. Kill, Flash Mobs, Mannequin Challenge, Harlem Shake. Ooh, I'm Mary, I'm Mary Harlem Jim Shake. Salterink. Harlem Shake was oh. kind of fun. How did it get named the Harlem Shake? Because the Harlem Shake was an actual dance that came out of Harlem. I think the actual dance is supposed to be like featured in your video somewhere. Okay. I think. I could tell you one Harlem Shake video that didn't have that feature, and it was one you were in. No, I was never in one. Oh, I've seen it. No. I've seen it. Uh, I'm uh, kill I I'm believe Flash the Mobs. song was called Harlem Shake is what co-opted the actual dance. Okay. Because I'm thinking like glory days of uh, Bad Boy Records, you know, Mace. Mm -hmm. Just kind of one of these. Dylan, look. Look at him doing. Okay. That's good, Dave. <laughs> You know how to do it to him. Are you uh, having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thanks, man. I've been working on it. Yeah. Uh, we all know what ended Harlem Shakes, and uh, that is everybody who gives any money to that uh, horrible human being who wears a lot of orange and blue, makes kid movies uh, for Essen and his friends, head or whatever he did in a Harlem Shake video. Shout I out refuse Blippi. to let my kids interact with any of that because of that. Okay. It was one bad day. Parts. One bad video. We've done bad videos. Randy's Randy's probably done a bad video or two. He's probably watched a few. <laughs> Parks had a very uh, brief blippy phase back in the day. Just this, a blippy on his radar. This huh? was pre-pooping on his friend, though. Ah, yes. Before we knew. Mm -hmm. I can say that we have not uh, discovered blippy in my household yet. Like I'm aware. I think Alyssa's aware. I'm kind of waiting for her to like want to show it to Rhodes because there's a good, pretty good chance. I, she doesn't know about Blippi's history on uh, Harlem Shake pooping on his friend. But uh, I can't wait to tell her when she's like, oh, hey, check it out. Rose loves Blippi. And I'll be like, oh, actually. When your demographic is like, <laughs> like toddlers up to like four or five, probably don't poop on someone and put it on the internet because it's the parents are going to catch wind of it and it's going to be a whole thing and you might get. What if uh, that is the, uh, that's what you put a Blippi costume on the pitching machine at the Home Run Derby. <laughs> it's like a recreation of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's. Uh, I I, I feel like I owe it, it to the public to say they have replaced the actor, which still you know I'll stick with Miss Rachel for a number of reasons. Uh, mm. But you asked about Sky's Flash Mob, Harry. Harlem Shake, or. Gin seltering or planking? Which one did you say? Mannequin challenge. Oh, mannequin challenge. The one that lost her the election because she mannequin challenged on her on her uh, private jet with like her entire team. And then at the end, 
she started talking into the camera like, hey, it's important to get out there and vote. It was like, this isn't how it's supposed to end. I mean, I think it didn't really matter at the end of the day, but that was one little part I have to nitpick on. What's Jen Selter up to? Mm. I haven't heard that name in a minute. Why don't you look it up? She still work out? <laughs> she probably does. Oh, yeah. She's an American <laughs> internet still celebrity. Still rocking some V. Stiviano uh, glasses or visors at Damn, all times. She's got hella followers. Um, Good for her. Yeah, I don't even remember the mannequin thing, but I, I guess I'm seeing it now. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to go through my FMK. We've talked about it long enough. Everybody knows. Uh, all in on on flash mobbing, apparently. So anyway, Liv did a flash mob is what we were trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, What's the Brooks? Oh, Brooks First Wolf. I did see this. this yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is a little bit of juice, you know, coming from Team Smash. No, I know that's the team you've been following. Smash. Um, shout out to Kai. That's a old internet reference. Remember, he, then he killed a person. He was Kai, the homeless guy. That's Kai, true. The That's guy. Not KJ. He and no, Florida. not KJ's son. Okay. KJ's son, to be clear, not named after a homeless guy who <laughs> killed somebody after he did the Smash 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 video. Um, Possibly. Yeah. So Brooks Kepka is the captain of Team Smash, and you know Matt Wolf. You're familiar with Matt Wolf. I former am. former uh, Okie State Polk, yeah, great player in college. Had wow, a good, that swing. Good couple years on tour. Uh, left tour for live, and he was a Team Smash guy. But, but it's not going well. Here's a quote from Brooks. Kepka said he has basically given up on him. I mean, when you quit on your round, you give up and stuff like that. That's not very. It's not competing. Kepka said, "I'm not a big fan of that. You don't work hard. It's very tough. It's very tough to." Have even like a team dynamic when you've got one guy that won't work, one guy is not going to give any effort. He's going to quit on the course, break clubs, gets down, bad body language. It's very tough. I've basically given up on him again. <laughs> uh, a lot of talent, but I mean the talent's wasted. Is that how you guys feel when you play golf with me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just pouting and throwing shit. I gotta say, like I've had some harsh things said to me from coaches. I'm sure we all have. That is that is one that's. That's pretty biting, and I don't really know how they can mend that fence. What's the old saying about criticizing privately and praising publicly? Is that how it goes? Yes. Yeah. A lot of coaches adopt that, not Brooks. Brooks though. has not adopted that. No, he went He went to the media. He put it out there. He he put it on the streets, Dylan. Yeah, this is pretty sorry, man. I don't care how true it is. Uh, to, and th they might have like a personal beef that we don't know about that is like, so Kepka's, I don't know. He's probably just a dickhead. I mean, he, I think we already know that he is kind of a dickhead, but- this is a sorry thing to say about your teammate so Wolf, or anyone in general. Wolf has also been fairly transparent, I believe, before he even left the PGA Tour about like his time off he had to take, mental health, get his mentals right. Mm -hmm. um, get your chicken. Uh, what is it? Take care of your chickens. Take care of your chickens. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, yeah. Take care of your chickens. That was about money, I think. I, th I thought it was mental health. Maybe. It was both. You're right. Okay. Cool. We're both right. That's great, man. Shake my hand. I don't want to shake your hand. Uh, so I don't know, man. I, I don't know what I don't know what the status of that is. I don't I don't know what Wolf's issues are currently. But like to go out there in public and just absolutely berate. At least he's creating some headlines for Live that aren't like you know Live PGA related. This actually gets me a little bit more interested in Live. Is it is it funny that Brooks's brother is on the team? <laughs> yeah. Chase? Yeah, name? Chase. Mm -hmm. That's your favorite Kepka. It is. You're a Chase guy. And Jason Kokrak. So Matt I mean, Wolf is still on the team, right? Like 
Yes. They're still teammates. Technically, yes. Okay. When does the when does their team contract expire? Like how much more time are these guys have stuck man, to each other? See, that's when's free agency. But we just don't know. If if anyone God, you have to be really, really deep in the game to know like like team contracts and live. Yeah. Like that is I do know that level. there's been a trade before, really? but I don't know if there's been like if that's been discussed right now. Um Sorry, I think uh, da, 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 not Mito Pereira. It's happened back in the spring. I want to say Bubba Watson's team traded somebody, um, but it's not popping up. Everything about their trademark and the mergers, like all over the SEO. Uh, Matt Wolf's, I didn't realize, like his background, I realize he's only 24 or 25, 24, whatever. Yes, the young buck. Yes. Very young. Very um, young, very talented, very unorthodox. Which. The fact that he's also born Simi Valley, if he's from there, I don't know if that's a positive or a negative, but it's definitely going to paint what I think of him from a personality standpoint. <laughs> so you're just, re- you're, just uh, you're then, painting him as a real bro. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then lastly, for a guy who had a little bit of success, like a couple you know, good finishes and a couple majors and one, I don't know, the 3M Open. That's his only win on tour. Uh, he should be hard selling the fact that he's like a young Tyler Sagan look. Like, this is a good-looking dude. Oh, we've got uh, some no-nap uh, drama going on in my house. But Was that um, Was everything? Yeah. Ooh. It's, we got a lot <laughs> going on. Um, but I guess to restate that, he, they should be selling Matt Wolf as like a great looking face. So if he just sucks as a human being, like that's his loss. But for somebody who I know of his name, I don't see his picture ever. Like his profile should be much bigger. Yeah. Uh, being that young. I think he, I think he kind of has the, the, the thought was the reason he went to live is because he's a guy who you could see maybe not playing golf uh, in a few years. So you take the money now he lost his game a little bit for a while. Um, he's not been good on live um, recently. So it's like you take the bag, get paid while you can, and who knows what you're doing after you turn 30. But I always liked him. I was like, he was really, really, really fun to watch in college. But um, if you want to do some really, really boring PGA Tour live drama, uh, yeah. a longtime member of the tour policy board resigned following the framework agreement between the Tour, DP World Tour, and Saudi Arabia's, Arabia's PIF Public Investment Fund. So basically, this is like the – I think this is the biggest name to be like, I am i can't do this. I've got concerns yeah. over like the – how ethical this is working with them. So I mean, it's this is Randall kind of, Stevenson. That's a name I've heard yeah, somehow. This is no laying up. question I raised on a recent episode. Like, I mean, if, if you are – if your, you know, principles don't align with, uh, you know – live and where that money comes from you kind of just kind of forced to swallow your pride and just play anyway or you know because that's what the money is and like but yeah uh it's it's got to be a tough like ethical dilemma for some of these people and obviously this guy is like yeah i'm out so yeah if anyone else follows suit at any point i don't know if it was last week or the week before some talking points got leaked um, that the tour created their comms team for Tiger a, few, a couple of years ago. Just a, just a bad look. Um, 
and it was pretty embarrassing for the tour and we didn't really get a chance to cover it and that's about all we're going to do on it but um if something big happens we'll we'll talk about it but if team smash has some infighting you know we're on it mm -hmm. we're the number mm -hmm. one source for smash smash news we'll keep it up uh dylan here's a story that might uh, get your interest hazing Ah uh, yes. Have I, you read this? Unfortunately, not uh, fun hazing. The opposite. Oh, I only like fun hazing. Yeah, I do too. Give me a safe ride. I've been drinking all day. Take me to my girlfriend's place. What? What for? I've left my car keys there. <laughs> you gonna drive? No, I thought you were drunk. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them to you so I don't drive. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> take me over good. there so I can get the keys. Hand them to you, and you don't you dare you. Yeah. Hey man, take me home. <laughs> KJ, what's the <laughs> breakdown here? Okay. Um, Northwestern's head coach, Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald. Um, one of the longest tenured head coaches in college football. Second to like Kirk Ferentz and maybe somebody else. Who knows? But widely viewed as like one of the more respectable head coaches um, and has been a name up for other gigs in the NFL and around college football for reasons that are a little bit difficult to explain. I think he gets a lot of credit for being the, like for the no nonsense persona and the quote unquote, like does things the right way persona. The wildcat way. And then way. produces like, yeah, the wildcat way. And then produces like average to on occasion above average results at Northwestern, which they're, in the Big Ten, success looks different than it does around the country sometimes. Yeah. So that's that's the background of who we're talking about. He was it was announced that he was suspended for two weeks uh, due to some uh, in program hazing recently. And then when the story came out, it was basically the results of an investigation by a Chicago lawyer saying that there were cooperating detail or cooperated stories of the reports of hazing, but there was no evidence that the coaches or Fitzgerald specifically knew about it. Um, and that was kind of the gist of it. And he'd be suspended for two weeks. Once that came out, a lot of the players that had reported the hazing and former players were like, yeah, BS, here's additional details and evidence. There's no way he didn't know about it. Like that's crap. Uh, and in the additional details, things began to get ugly. I will say that like, the specifics of the hazing, I don't think we need to go line by line and be like, oh, is that that bad? That doesn't look good for anybody. <laughs> we'll do that it's, in a group text. I, yeah, exactly. I don't think that um, – how to put this in perspective or like uh, on a spectrum of like we're not approaching Waxahachie volunteer firefighter hazing, nor are we like in Rubenet Odor brother Hazing. Okay. Two references. Google you're, those on your own. No, you Google those have, on your own. You can't just drop Waxahachie fire hazing. <laughs> you don't this have This is uh broomstick, correct? Oh, okay. Well, I believe broomstick penetration. Maybe chorizo mm. as well. Um I believe tube of chorizo is also part of that story. Anyways. Did you say chorizo? But one hundred percent. But <laughs> In the Northwestern story, you get the words dry humping, dark room, underclassmen, like freshmen being hazed by uh, upperclassmen, uh, wearing purge-like masks, having them run through tunnels of uh, guys smacking their buttocks, 
and then it gets more grotesque from there. I do like that you said buttocks. I'm just reading the words in the story, I know. so obviously I'm not. Uh, I need a. Uh, I'm not like giving my own spin. But with that, I'll go to our local expert and dispatcher from the world of baseball, where we know hazing and oftentimes homoerotic hazing reigns supreme. Dylan. Yeah, this is. It does. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it does. I never. I mean, I only. I didn't play past high school. All right. We didn't have anything like that. We had some minor hazing stuff, but it was never sexual nature. We did, however, there's this one, uh, I won't call him a gentleman because he was definitely not that. <laughs> but no, guy, sir, more of a scoundrel. He graduated a year before me, and he did this thing called the light show. And uh, <laughs> it was like after a game or after practice, it was after a game, he would – he would put on a bow tie and only a bow tie. Okay. And he would do this thing and we would all get in the locker room and he would just, he would dance, like he would turn the lights off and then someone would like turn the light, he would have a partner, like someone would like turn the light off for him and he would be doing some kind of like, just, <laughs> just gross stuff. All right. Uh, the fuck? The light show. Yeah. So he's, is this like a play on party boy? A little bit. Yeah. But he was completely okay. naked minus his bow tie and he would like, he would like, <laughs> you know how people could get. No, I, I mean you don't have to go into further you know, detail. I don't want like, to implicate anybody. Different like penis tricks and uh, like a butthole. It was just it was disgusting. But, He'd hit you with the uh, flying squirrel. Yeah, fruit basket. Bat he wing. Would. He would. Bat wing, of course. It was a little disturbing. So wait, he was just hey, he was just doing this just because for a, himself. He wasn't like freak, punishing yeah. anyone. He was like, well. It was showtime. If you wanted to be in the audience, mm. it was voluntary. You didn't have to stick around for it, but most of us did because we'll see what kind of shit he could come up with next. Are we What's like judging to? Louis C.K. here on the show, or what are we talking? Let me see what he's up. I'm to. joking because David here is saying, uh, "Oh, he's the the real victim and criminal here." <laughs> yeah, it sounds Louis like C. you K. guys was were, also uh, <laughs> y'all y'all support y'all are enabling him. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> um, I will add one other anecdote or one other line from this uh, player alleged that he witnessed and was forced to participate in what he called the naked center quarterback exchange. Come on. Don't think that needs any more uh, uh, explanation. And then I guess what? one other that they were sprayed with a hose that was attached to the shower heads upon entering the shower, but it was like <clears throat> a spigot added to it to make it painful. Oh, so, that's a different kind of pain. All of this said, um, I would say that uh, nobody is irreplaceable. Like living and going through uh, observing college football in the era of the Joe Paternos of the world. This is not that. But like there should not be a person, even with a statue and a building named after him, that cannot be moved aside and things carried on and moved forward. Pat Fitzgerald should not be above it all um, if this is the case. I'm not saying he should be Art Brylsed and excommunicated from the sport, but for Northwestern to say, okay, it's time to turn the page, like that's a small price to pay. Pay him, move on, end of story. Otherwise, like you're justifying it to some degree if there's validity to the stories. Uh, overall record, head coaching record, uh, 100, 110 
and 101 lifetime, and he's won at Northwestern the uh, Big Ten West division twice, 2018 and 2020. So, What about the Legends division? I think uh, that's what they called the West in like 2018 or whatever. They used yeah, to call it like funny. Legends and Leaders division. Like it was terrible when they rolled bad. it out. Did they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it was not East and West initially. All right, well, I mean, <clears throat> who's the most prominent Northwestern alum out there? Is it still Wilbon? Wilbon's Northwestern guy, Michael Wilbon. I, he would always – that's how I got back in the day, like the majority of my Northwestern news. Isn't it Darren Ravel? Is he Northwestern? I think he is. He always He's always talking about you, it. Uh, you're the guy to ask on Ravel stuff. Dude, I, I, I low-key love – yeah, Northwestern. <laughs> I love right. that he, he, like, he owns it. He never uh, shies away from it, which I respect. Dude, he's, he's, he's fun. I mean, he's such a dork, but he's a fun dork. Love fun dorks. Me too. All right. Uh, Otto Graham was the number one player of overall all time. Ten seasons in the NFL, 1944 onward. Mm. Anyways. Time to party? Let's sports party, yeah. Let's party, Dave. Okay, this is the part of the show. We podcast and party. What's going on at SDSU? Uh, how about you don't write a letter saying you're leaving the conference and then later say that you're not because uh, it's going to fuck you over in the end. And we'll uh, hold off on the whole story until like the final word is said. But San Diego State and potentially SMU were rumored to be on the way to join the Pac-12 who's looking for a media deal. That still is yet to happen. Time was running out for SDSU to uh, announce whether they're staying or going. And they tried to have it both ways. Mountain West says, screw that. It's going to cost them millions and millions of dollars. Uh, I don't want bad things to happen to SDSU. That's a team that when they're when they're competitive, when they're good, and it's like gives you another fun team to watch, fun West Coast team to watch. So I need, I need good things to happen to SDSU. This does look like an all-time blunder from the administration, but uh, we will continue to monitor that situation. Wimbledon. Dylan, how much Wimbledon the other are you Wimby. watching? The only Wimbledon I've caught is what you guys have had it on in the office here. So it's kind of my, my background television at the moment. Uh, not much of a tennis guy, but I do love the look of that grass court, Dave. Number one, uh, Carlos Alcaraz has just defeated oh, Berrettini. Boom. Oh, he came back and got that. He came dropped back and the, got uh, it. He did drop set or whatever. Yes, he did. Uh, real story here. Chris Eubanks. Not sure if there's any relation to Kevin, KJ. Uh, did you see this, Chris? Six foot seven, Chris Eubanks. Chris Eubanks, an American, and a really fun story because everything I've read, I didn't know who he was before this tournament. Um, but that's not crazy because he's has had a very up and down career. He's never really won anything and has been, uh, you know, a guy that has been even doing some commentating. People thinking he's not going to be in the sport for very long. And, uh, yeah, he upset the number five player in the world. So we still have an American male in Wimbledon, which is fun. My guy Tiafo lost. Got smoked, actually. And uh, that was tough. But we will continue to I, follow I, Chris Eubanks. Did you see the interview with Eubanks where he was saying, like, if he had Alcaraz's, like, backhand, like, he would be crazy good uh, on the tour. Like, the things he would do is just incredible. Oh, so, it would be stupid. You know. Stupid good. <laughs> he's Michael blocking us. You see what he's doing? He, we, we're never going to get past that. 
<sighs> Raw. UFC 290. Honestly, the best $80 I've ever spent. Really? It was the best card. Really? It was the best best UFC card in, I mean, definitely this year. I can't remember the last time I had that much fun watching a card. You had Bo Nickel, uh, a young wrestler out of Penn State, and, like, the next big thing, prospect, getting a first-round knockout in the first fight of the card. You had Volkanovski beating Yair Rodriguez, naming a lot of names. There's a lot of non-household names on this. Robert Whitaker, maybe. Bobby Knuckles uh, getting beat. But did you see the uh, Israel Adesanya um, entering the cage after that fight? Did you all happen to see that? No. Okay. No, I saw a lot of fighters exiting the cage or before they entered the cage, handshaking, but uh, we won't normalize that. Uh, I didn't see Izzy. What did he do? Um, I'm going to put, without playing the clip, because there's a lot of... Um, yeah. a lot of, I'll look it up on my... Yeah. Um, essentially, the guy that beat Robert Whitaker, uh, Drikas Duplessis, uh, is a white guy from South Africa. Israel Adesanya is from New Zealand, but he is of Nigerian descent. Okay. And so Israel gets it. This there this is the next fight. This and Israel's the the title holder. And there's the there's going to be a very large racial component uh to this, uh which they leaned all the way into. And Dana White was completely fine with and it's it's going to be awkward. And uh Yikes. I, we'll watch I'll send you all that clip after, but Yeah, I got to watch this. It's going to be it's going to be a really good fight on paper. Uh, kind of excited for that. I don't know when that'll happen. Maybe December. But we'll check it out. And unless I'm missing something, we are done partying. You going to run it back? Yeah. Of course, that's the segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Happy birthday to Bad Bish Lily. Love you, Bad Bish. KJ is always on bust watch. Dave wonders if Orcas will begin going after home run balls in San Francisco. Think about it. Dave thinks the World Series should be held at Big League Dreams in Mansfield, Texas. Did you look it up? No. Okay. <laughs> I was too busy updating Run It Back, obviously. <laughs> Dylan will aim a pitching machine at you if you're not careful. KJ had truck nuts on his vehicle that mysteriously fell off en route to Dallas. KJ's son has not killed anyone. <laughs> and finally, KJ said buttocks instead of ass or butt or anything else he could have used there he's no but he said buttocks buttocks it was the it was the emphasis it was it was a little forrest gump uh don't tox me bro oh classic okay. cage hope you guys had fun hope everybody at home learned something today. Had a pretty good time man fantastic all yeah. right we'll be back next week Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.